Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show brought to you by gdex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. And today is episode 282, which is the value in good customer research with Michael Greenberg. And I gotta say, I've now done more than... uh, 282 episodes with this podcast, and there are very few times that I come across uh, something new, something that is in, that I've not heard before, and uh, this episode definitely blew my mind in what Michael shared with me, so you are definitely in for a treat. If you don't know, Michael is the founder of Gentleman of Technology, a B2B venture creation and growth consulting firm. Um, they specializes in B2B SaaS and service businesses, as well as personal advisory services for serial entrepreneurs. He launched Call for Content in January of 2017 as a full-service podcasting agency for content marketing, audience growth, and monetization strategies. And in this episode, we talk about engaging with your current and past clients as a research method, how to turn what you found on your research into content that boosts your business growth, and also why audio is the best method for creating content and uh, why is that so? So you're going to love absolutely this episode. Uh, there are going to be all the links in the show notes. There are going to be all the um, uh, all the links to connect with Michael. So make sure that you check it out. And if you want to watch the video of the interview, then visit www.gtex.org.uk forward slash 282. So gtex.org.uk forward slash 282. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that the more you're known and the faster you will grow your business. And one of the best ways to get known in your field and build your profile is to get featured on media and publications. But finding the right publications can take ages. And, you know, how do you connect with journalists and podcasters in the right way? How do you follow up to get the most of every feature you have? And, and this is why my team and I have spent an entire month and more than £2,000 consolidating four years of data on the global publications that are looking for contributors. We have created the ultimate publicity bundle for you, where you will get access to a curated database of more than 500 media publications that are looking for speakers, 100 plus podcasts that are looking for guests, my templates on how to connect with journalists, and my follow-up framework to maximize every single speaking opportunity that you have. And the whole of this is only for £29.99, so £29.99. Now, you gotta you got to get it right now in the, the link. You can find it in the show notes. So just scroll down and you will find the link of the, uh, the expert database, the ultimate publicity bundle, and it will make a huge difference in your business. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure you subscribe right now so you don't miss any other episode. Now, that's all for me. I wish you a fantastic rest of the day, the evening, the night, (laughs) whatever you're watching or listening from, and uh, enjoy episode 282, The Value in Good Customer Research with Michael Greenberg. 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And today I'm here with the one and only Michael Greenberg. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. As we are still in the middle of Corona lockdown, I'm loving having an excuse not to go out. <laughs> so are you more like a, a is this more like business as usual for you in terms of like oh i'm still working from home every time or do you find that you got some you know something missing nothing's missing um but things there are some things that are just a little harder to do mm-hmm. you know if somebody's wi-fi is down they cannot go down the street to the coffee shop <laughs> Uh, that that's absolutely true. Um, so, it, what is one of the one thing that uh, that you have learned during this lockdown? Like, it can be about yourself on a personal level or business level. Yeah, my my businesses are panic positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the businesses I own and operate have pretty much all gone up, and the podcasting business, Call for Content is up about 3x in inbound lead flow as a result. So mm. I've learned we might not be recession-proof, but mm. we're definitely virus-proof. Okay. <laughs> so then you got a vaccine or you got a vaccine. Your business is a vaccine already for that. Exactly. <laughs> ah, that's cool, man. So um, uh, it, it is really interesting. What do you think uh, makes it virus-proof? Makes th- this business is virus-proof? Well... When I talk about podcasting, I talk about it as one of two things, either as a replacement or substitute for conversation. And the other option is as something to use to create content with and to create content that allows you to interact with other people. And so I think normally we see the podcast used for number two. And we're seeing a lot more of podcasting filling in for number one, where podcasts are replacing conversations that would have happened at conferences and they're replacing conversations Mm -hmm. that would happen at museums and other live events. And so that's really where our new traffic has come from is speakers and communications agencies and conferences, other live things that can't exist right now. That, that's very fascinating. Um, I've always, uh, like, I've been running my podcast now for about three and a half years. And uh, in particular, this, this show, then I have another one, which is the Simone Vincenzi Talks Business, with, uh, which is a daily show where I just talk stuff that I've learned throughout the day. And, nice. uh, and so if you haven't subscribed, actually, to the Simone Vincenzi Talks Business, make sure you go there and subscribe right now. Parenthesis. I will be. <laughs> Thank you. At least I got one more subscriber. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, I loved it for two reasons. One is uh, um, it allows me to build relationships. So actually my primary reason uh, to do podcasting is uh, networking. Uh, yeah. Content uh, uh, is my secondary reason. Um, but uh, it has been, it helped me connect with uh, people like Jerry Robbins, she's the son of Tommy Robbins, or I'd Frank Kern as a guest on the show, uh, which I would have been like having a conversation with Frank Kern in my living room. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, it's a business nerd's dream. Right? Right? As I had uh, John Lee Dumas, like, you know, all my internet marketing crashes uh, that, that, that we have in our space. Um, so if 
so that's what makes it for you. That's what makes it for you unique. You, you made it. Like, is there is a, a bigger response for conversations now and for things that needs to be done online? Tell us a bit more about the businesses that you run and that you own. Yeah. So over everything is gentlemen of technology, and that's my holding company, and that's mm-hmm. also where any brand that I develop starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been around for about five years now. And about three years ago, Call for Content, the first independent brand under Gentlemen of Technology mm-hmm. came out. That is the podcasting business. Mm-hmm. And so I had been consulting with a B2B network in growth strategy. They decided not to take my plans forward. And I took my plans and they turned into Call for Content. Uh, Mm -hmm. about a year and a half after our contract ended. And there was obviously no way they were moving forward and no legal reason why I could not. Mm -hmm. Um, So that turned into Call for Content. We focused on coaches and consultants and expert-run businesses, as you do. Mm -hmm. But over time, I really started with that group because I wanted to learn from them. I was going back to finish my bachelor's at the time. And so I just wanted to get as much knowledge as I could from the best, most expensive coaches and consultants. That model didn't work as well when I was no longer running all the day-to-day operations of the business and trying to pull out all the knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we started to shift to productized services. And we shifted to productized services for podcast production, for guest placement, and then for growth and monetization. Mm -hmm. And the podcast production has been our real winner. We have done 70 to 80% of the company's business in podcast production through white label agreements with other agency channel partners. Mm -hmm. So then we are, we produce, Mm -hmm. they handle the credit. They get get the credit. You produce, they get the credit. And you get the money. (laughs) And that pretty much funded the business Yeah, uh, were those contracts. And that's what's funded us up until now. Um, when this year was the first year when agency services, the stuff we offer direct mm. has been profitable on its own yeah. to really stand up. And so now white labels being spun out and then out of call for content came South Africa talent which is my newest business, Mm -hmm. that's virtual staffing and metric-based outsourcing Mm -hmm. for South African teams. So it's U.S. clients. We help set them up with dashboards, set minimum metrics on contracts, Mm -hmm. and then our team in South Africa maintains those minimums, generally in replacement of a full-time employee or VA. Um, and that business call for content is our biggest client there because the entire call for content team mm-hmm. has been moved to South Africa talent and is then rented back. Sounds like a perfect fit. And, yeah. you know, it's almost like, a, um, create, I, I love when creating like businesses out of needs. It's like, I need this. So this is my team. This is what I do. Who other people need this? Great. Let me start a business around it. Is a, it's such a, a logical next step. <laughs> and I love this kind of business models. So now talking, uh, talking a bit more about, uh, you have a specific strategy that uh, you use to create content 
and uh, in particular looking at uh, good customer research. Can you expand a bit more on that particular strategy? Yeah. So uh, what we call authority marketing is our sort of flagship offering that starts with really, really deep customer research coming out of my time in product development and using that to identify specific pieces of content and specific communities to share that content in so that we can develop a very targeted network. Mm -hmm. In an ideal world, we look for a network under a thousand in total audience size that can sustain the client's business from call it 10 to 20 contracts annually. And the reason we look that small and that targeted hmm. is that that's a network we can actually map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if we know the 800 potential buyers who can provide real value and we can understand them fundamentally, then it's only going to take us four pieces of content to convince them to work with us because it'll be one or two that they'll hear about us from, or maybe we'll just reach out to them directly since it's such a small group. And the content we create then can be focused around moving the sale forward Mm -hmm. and building and positioning our client as an authority without any of the noise of SEO or promotion and all Mm. those real pain things. Can I curse Mm. on the show? Uh, A bit. All those yes, pain in the ass that, <laughs> that, that really make content marketing impossible to pull off as a solo or even yeah. as a small company um, where we do essentially our authority marketing is sales first content marketing that's really focused around customer research. So what you're, what you're saying is that you're identifying the first step one is identify a community, which is about less than a thousand people that could be at the prospect. So I would even say before that, mm-hmm. identify who your best existing customers are. Right. That's step number one. Yeah. And then from those customers, figure out which one the best in terms of people you like to work with and which are the best in terms of make you the most money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes they're not the same. Right. They're almost <laughs> never the same. <laughs> oh, I love you because of the money you're paying me. Oh, I love you because I will work with you for free. <laughs> yeah. Very, very different sides. <laughs> so figure that out first. Yeah. Then go out and interview them. Mm-hmm. Interview the actual customers you've had and go try to get three or four more. And I walk through the specifics of what questions to ask and the kind of persona you're looking to develop at the end Mm -hmm. in our authority marketing playbook, because it's really that entire book is about customer research um, in developing this sort of positioning. Mm -hmm. And so you find out about them, you develop the persona. And while you're doing that research and developing the persona, they will tell you the communities Right. And then you've got these communities, pick them all out, draw your Venn diagrams, Mm -hmm. and look for the few communities where everyone overlaps that fits the profile you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Those are the two or three places you're actually going to get involved in. 
for the remainder of your business. I, I love uh, how you start from the customer first. Um, I think that what a lot of people do is, uh, and definitely what I've been doing, was uh, to let's just think about, okay, what, who are the people that are my customers? And uh, almost like second guess it. Instead of starting and looking at, okay, so I got this customer here, which also belongs, which I love working with, which also belongs to this community, this community, this community. I've got this other customer here that belongs to this community, this community, this community, and they both belong to this X community here. So that's a good sign. Let me go and build relationship and tap into that community. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying. That, that's genius, that's simple, that's brilliant, that's effective. These are the kind of things that I love. These are the kind of things that our audience loves. And so we love you. That's, that's, that's a fact right now. So we officially love you. Uh, now, <laughs> moving, um, is there any things that someone, before implementing this strategy, needs to be aware of? Like These are the don'ts or the things that um, you can really fuck up if you, if you, if you try to do this. Yeah. So the big thing I really like to point out to people ahead of time, uh, especially because people come to us all the time without having this, is you actually already have to be an authority in what you're talking about before you can do this. People might not know it yet. No way. (laughs) You've actually got to know what you're talking about and be able to prove it. Yeah. And we have we will no longer take on a client if they cannot provide us with that list of their five favorite customers who fit the profiles mm. or something close to it. Because if you're trying to go from scratch, it's a hard push through the market. And you, you got to do the groundwork. Tell. Yeah, you got to yeah. do the groundwork first. Uh, positioning yourself. I mean, that's the work that we do here at GTEx. It's like turning experts into authorities. And uh, it's not something that, like, first of all, you got, you got to be good at what you're doing. It's not that you got to prove uh, if you If you're not able to prove that you can do it on your own, no one else is going to... It's like, you got to be... Do you got to be a walking uh, example of the work that you do? And uh, if you're not there yet, great, put work in. Like build that reputation, build those clients. And then yeah. you will be able, and, and then the, I think it is, there is this thing about, uh, th- there was this uh, conversation uh, a few years ago about you know, your, your brand name and your, your fame name, which I always hated, um, this, this fame name. And uh, you find people that never worked with someone before. And I was like, I'm the number one strategist uh, for like weight loss around your ankles in the world. And I'm like, but no, you're not. <laughs> but the fact that you call yourself that way doesn't mean that you are. <laughs> yep. And sometimes people are authorities and don't realize it. Okay, tell me more side. about that. So I have a client. And I'm not going to name names, but he's the foremost expert on Zier that doesn't work at Zapier. Um, Mm -hmm. He's the only both certified platform developer and certified Zapier expert from like both sides. So he can build the integration and show you how to set it up and do all the automations. He's the only person with that double certification in the world and he Mm -hmm. never brings it up. Right. That, 
that should be all you need to open half the doors and integrations for you. Um, but if nobody knows it, it's not going to matter. And to your point about whether or not somebody does know about the thing, the test I like to use is the talk test. Mm -hmm. If you can give a half-day workshop on it or you're ready and amped to give a keynote speech if asked, like mm -hmm. in two days, mm -hmm. then you're probably ready to call yourself an authority on that subject. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have all that knowledge internalized, it's, it's difficult. It is. Absolutely. Um, wh what do you think some people don't like to blow their own trumpets? Some people are just naturally uh, humble or modest. Mm -hmm. Some of it, I think, has to do with religious backgrounds or other cultural backgrounds that mm -hmm. are much more against that sort of thing. Um, other times, I like in this case, I legitimately don't think he realized it. Mm -hmm. that that was a unique advantage he could point mm. out. And that I see that time and time again, where it, you need that outside view to look over everything that could make you an authority and sort of string together the ones that really work. Totally. Um, it is, uh, I had a very weird experience because I think even this is easier to point it out from an external point of view than even from things that you've done. Because, because you've done it, then it falls more natural or normal to you. Exactly. And uh, I remember I was working uh, with uh, a friend of mine which owns uh, um, a very famous and important speaking bureau. And we were working on my profile, helping it to tweak some of the wording to get more speaking engagements. Because I do around 200 live events every year. I mean, wow. I, I, I used right to now. Do. I but. used to do. Like, literally overnight, we had to reschedule about like 80 events that we were running for our company and move them online. It's like, all right, new things, new ways. But I love live events. I love live events. I love the bus that gives me a live event. I love being on that stage. I love the energy that I get from people and the scene, like real, their faces there. That's what keep, makes me alive. And that's why uh, I love this industry. And uh, so I was working with this person and uh, one of the things that we've been doing is to help uh, within three years to launch uh, uh, our clients to help more than 500 people to launch profitable businesses. I didn't mention it everywhere, anywhere, nowhere. Like it wasn't even in any piece of marketing. And she was like, you know that this is the, the biggest thing that people are going to be looking for. Right, huh? They don't care about the fact that you did this gig with Les Brown or with Gary Vee or no, no. They want to see how what results you get. Ah, and I, I was so close to it that I couldn't see it. Yep. So, uh, very fascinating. And and in, now, in terms of making it making this particular strategy work, I know you have a playbook that you have developed where you go deeper into this particular strategy. Uh, but the, is there something that some people that are listening right now they need to be aware of to make this work? I think we've had clients who say, "No, we can't ask my customers that; they're too important," or. No, you know, 
I don't really have anyone to ask. And I've already mentioned the fact, if you don't have anyone to ask, this is not for you. Mm. If your customers are too important, just start a podcast and invite them on and then ask the same questions on air. Mm. They won't notice. And then you'll get a podcast out of it too. So win-win. Mm. Um, I think the other big, the two other big things to note with this is that this is very much a persona-based strategy. So the end result you get from this will be a persona or series of personas that are almost real people. Mm-hmm. Not quite there because we've scrubbed away some of the edges, some of those hard truths uh, that don't fit with mm-hmm. marketing needs. But having those personas is a very different marketing strategy than many other people are used to. Um, and if you are going after B2B, you need not only the individual buyer personas, but you also need a firmographic persona for the kind of company you're trying to reach. And that last bit is super important because if you're trying to reach the VP of sales at companies, Mm. that means nothing to me. If you're trying to reach the VP of sales at a technology company between 20 and 200 employees, that's somebody I might be able to introduce you to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not only being specific about that persona, uh, but also about the company, if you're targeting companies. Yeah. And, and we've seen this work pretty effectively for enterprise. Mm-hmm. So you can, this strategy can work whether you are targeting an individual or whether you're targeting a company. Correct. Uh, that's, that's what I'm hearing you say. Okay. Because uh, good customer research... Is never a bad thing. Good, good. <laughs> I like, I like that. Good customers research is never a bad thing. Um, is there any particular tool that you use to collate those information that you have for your customers, or that can give you the answer in uh, like either graphs? Uh, is that do you use Excel spreadsheets, or do you have any so, other tool? Yeah, uh, I use Otter.ai to transcribe all of the calls and interviews we have, Mm. that's huge. The other, so the other easy one is- Can you you tell for everyone that doesn't know what otter.ai is? What is it? So otter.ai is a transcription tool. It does automated transcriptions. They give you 10 hours free every month and then 100 hours a month for $80 a year. So it is essentially free transcription. As a podcast agency owner, we use it a lot. Can imagine. Uh, I, I love Alter. It's my best friend. Yeah, Man. it's synced straight up to Zoom too, which is fantastic. Um, we, we do, um, uh, I do the, my solo podcast. I actually did the, uh, release the episode 105 uh, two days ago from the, well, we are recording this episode of my solo podcast. And... Uh, uh, I do, uh, which was talking about the strategy where I would go live on Facebook for this like three, four minutes video mm-hmm. and then uh, put it, uh, I got an app that is called uh, video to MP3. Mm. So I take the MP3 file, put it on author that becomes a transcript, which I take, I create a social media post where I want to like a longer one or I want to take snippets or then uh, I will, then I will upload it to Anchor straight from the phone. So it takes me about 15 minutes uh, 
to create seven different pieces of content. Put a video on YouTube and that's there on YouTube for a daily video. So there are so many ways in which you can use this and create content. And um, of course, like if you don't want to do it yourself, then you can find someone that can do it for you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's um, the, the beauty of it. Um, yeah, actually, I spent the last podcast I recorded uh, or the last one released just came out a couple days before this recording. And it was all about using Otter and Zoom for transcription to automate all sorts of your marketing and sales processes. Uh, that's cool. Is that your own podcast? I uh, know. Sure? Or someone that else was, is an interview. Yeah, it was Ben Bowman's podcast. Um uh, I wish I remembered the name offhand. It's the automation show or the marketing automation show. All right. Well, if you can send me the link, we'll put it in the show notes. I think it was yeah, going to be a I really good, useful resource for everyone that uh, uh, wants to see that part in more detail about the work that you do. Yeah, definitely. All right. that, that's cool. So uh, we're going to put the link in the show notes. Uh, now, it's almost time to wrap up this interview, which has been absolutely incredible uh, so far. Definitely uh, gives a, a good strategy to use to find targeted communities. Um, before uh, I, we wrap up, uh, now it's time to lift the veil. That's, that's the part of the interview where I'm asking you to share either a tool or an app or something uh, that change your life or business that is worth sharing. So don't worry, you don't have to get naked in this part. It's just, <laughs> it's a, it's just a tool or an app or a book. Uh, what's that for you? So I've already given out Otter. Um, I'm going to go with a non-app this time. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to choose ultraworking.com. Okay, never heard of it before. Tell me, so, ultraworking.com. Yeah, we implemented their system company-wide. It has made probably a 30% increase in performance across the company. And then I personally have seen 50 to 60% increase in output as a result of moving to ultraworking. Okay, what, what's that? Is that a... So it is, think of it like an operating system for work. Okay. It includes both a sort of cycle sprint deep working system as well as other habit and nutrition tracking pieces to make sure you can maintain top performance over extended periods. Uh, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, Sounds. they have a group called the Work Gym also. Mm -hmm. And this is, by the time this episode releases, it will already have passed. But for your knowledge... They are having a pentathlon, which is mm. a 16 day, like work as much as you can <laughs> at highest ah. performance levels. And it starts next week. Sorry, ah, it starts that's insane. That's insane. That's insane. That's at home. You should come join. Man, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to yeah. give it a go. I love, uh, I love these kind of things and I love group environments and motivating challenges. So ultraworking.com. Make sure that it's there in the show notes. And um, we're, we're, I'm definitely going to check it out. Awesome. Uh, so it has been an absolute pleasure having you here on the show, Michael. Um, if someone wants to reach out to you, work with you, or know more about the things that you do, wh where is the best place? So you can find me online and on social at Gent of Tech. 
That's G-E-N-T-O-F-T-E-C-H. And if you'd like to actually speak with me or meet me or do podcasting stuff, go to callforcontent.com, C-A-L-L-F-O-R-C-O-N-T-E-N-T.com. And in the bottom left corner, you'll see a big button for office hours. Mm -hmm. That is the direct booking link to speak with me for non-sales stuff. Any other link I'm going to sell you, that one we can just check. <laughs> I love that. So uh, callforcontent.com or gentoftech.com. So we're going to put the links. The links are going to be in the show notes. So scroll down right now if you're listening or watching this. You can find it, whether it's on the website, on your favorite podcasting app, or YouTube make sure you scroll down and you will find uh, all the links to connect with Michael. And um, Michael, thank you very much. It has been a, an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. Likewise. All right. Lad- thanks, man. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening or for watching. Uh, there is one favor I need to ask you. If you enjoyed this show, only if you liked it, okay, but I'm assuming that if you have been listening this far, I'm assuming that you had good value and you had a good time. So I'll invite you to leave me a review, to leave us a review on this show. Now, this is how it works. The more you leave, reviews you leave, then the more the podcast grows. So if you want to support my work and the work that we are doing here, supporting our guests, then the one thing I can ask you is to leave a review. Let me know what is one practical thing that you've learned on this show. So then uh, also uh, Michael can see actually the impact that he's having throughout the interviews. All our guests can see the impact that they are having throughout the interviews. And it's also really good for my ego. So if you want to support my ego and the podcast, then please leave us a review. I'm looking forward to seeing you next time for another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.